Yeah. Well, Sarah, I can say this. At least you still get your period because people ah! at 45, they, that's when the menopausal period kind of starts. So you still get yours. Oh, no, I it. am. I, I am in perimenopause. I am I, in perimenopause. And the perimenopause can last for like a decade. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, at least you, you still got some blood coming out your vagina. <laughs> Listeners, we're, we've, we've literally synced. I don't know how we sync through a Zoom. But we're all on the same cycle. That's that's how unapologetically she we are. Yeah. Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is unapologetically she. everyone thanks for tuning in to another episode of unapologetically she we are 20 like literally episode 20 episodes in keep in mind we've only been doing this for less than a year we've been doing this for what six months since six march months? since march it was international yeah. women's day last year yep earlier since, this year yep since march and we're episode 20 so if you're just tuning in you're gonna have to start all over again with the first episode, which is a two-hour episode. I keep telling people, embrace your ears for this, whatever you're doing, laundry, or you're cleaning your house. It's better to listen in your house or when you're at work, or if you're working from home, you know, so you don't have to listen to other noises, but welcome. So, ladies, it's been a week. It's been an interesting week. How are you guys, starting with the mommy on the panel? (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, happy National Daughters Day to those of us who are daughters and to those of us who have daughters. Nice. So I got that nice little reminder on Facebook after my daughter broke my fucking heart yesterday. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm okay, though. I'm better because we were talking. She was watching. um, Oh, God, what show was it? I don't even remember. Oh, she was watching the Miraculous Ladybug in Cat Noir. And Marinette, the character, like, was babysitting. And Dina's like, Mommy, can I have a brother or sister? Why don't I have a brother or sister? And I'm like, um, honey, Mommy can't have any more babies. If she has if she has another baby, she could die. She's like, oh, well, me and Daddy can take care of the baby. Ooh, ooh that, that's, ooh. Ouch! And I, Ow. she's eight, and she's on the spectrum. Oh and she doesn't understand what she said. But at the same time, I was just like, fucking ouch so I cried for like a half an hour after my husband got home and she finally came into the kitchen and she said she's like mommy did I hurt your feelings and I'm like yeah a little bit kiddo You, you hurt my feelings a little bit she's like I'm sorry and I'm like do you know why you're saying sorry do you know what you said and she's like no so I sat there and I explained it to her and I'm like when I told you that I could die if I have another baby, that means that I could be like Tristan. 
our cat that died. She understands that he's not coming back. And she's like, mommy, I don't want you to die. And like started crying and hugging. And I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> so, God. Oh my goodness. Have God kids damn. It'll be Have kids, they said. Yeah. I was just like, oh, a preteen. I think it's like almost like preteen, like. I, I, I think she's a pre-tween. <laughs> yeah, pre-tween. Oh, my oh, God. I just can't imagine when she's a teenager. Uh, Lord. She's going to break my heart so many damn times. No, y'all will be fighting. <laughs> I, I mean, if she's anything like me and I was anything like my mother, then you. Mm-hmm. She is so, like you. So, yeah, that, that was that was that capped off my week. Other than that, the week was kind of uneventful. <laughs> What about y'all? Eliane Rodriguez, how's everything? I, I, I've had a, not a great week. Um, I haven't talked about it too much. I mean, we always kind of joke about Heathcliff, like scratching himself and everything like that. But, you know, the reality is he's had a wound, an open wound in his leg for months. And he's contracted some bacteria that we can't seem to get under control. It will not heal. It's every time we think we're making progress, then we just take 20 steps back. So I've been having just, I had a really bad week because the previous week, um, he finally had enough skin grown back to be able to stitch it up. So we thought we really had rounded the corner here. You know, great, put his stitches on, 14 days, take them off, he'll be healed. Whatever bacteria was there grew like crazy, like so bad that it like dissolved the damn stitches. Like it opened up just awful again, like back to square one after months of this. So I've I've been having, been having a hard time, honestly. I was a wreck, I was a bit of a wreck this week. Um, And on top of that, you know, things with my family in Puerto Rico. It just, it was not, it was not a great week. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have children. My cat is definitely like my baby. And I've had him for, since he was a few weeks old, you know, I had him since he was a little boy, little baby. He's your fur baby. It's He's my baby. You know, I've had him for almost 10 years. He's been my, my road dog, my constant companion. So mm-hmm. just to even start having to think about is there a different thing that I'm going to have to do like for his own comfort and, you know, quality of life that just really, it, it fucked me up. So right now um, he's, you know, cleaned up, bandaged up again. And we have an appointment with a surgeon on Monday. So and then he, there's like, no, like they have no idea what's caused it. It's this bacteria that's resistant to antibiotics and we've been trying different kinds and just like nothing's really working. You know, the fact that- You get like a MRSA infection. Yeah, it's like a MRSA, yeah. So yeah, I've been dealing with that. Hopefully the surgeon has some good news because at this point I'm like, even if we have to amputate, it's better than him living in a cone with an open wound, you know, every, Mm -hmm. every two days going to a vet to get- um, sedated to get his bandage changed. It's just, it's a lot. So, and then he's wearing the cone thing on his head. Yeah, you know. just uncomfortable. And I just, I feel really bad. So there's, there's a whole bunch of uh, pet pet parents. You can feel me on this one. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, he'll get better. So my fingers crossed. 
Shantae, please liven it up. Tell me something good. Because <laughs> I, don't I had a better week because the last two weeks has not been good. It's uh, last Friday. I wept to my mom. I literally cried, let some things off my chest because I told everybody I didn't get in this semester because I owed from the spring semester. A family member was supposed to give me a certain amount, but ended up giving me a different amount. So I had to come up with the extra amount on my own and only got like, a couple more dollars to pay left, but just still it was just a simple fact that I just wanted to get in. But there's a good reason why I didn't get in because now I'm coordinating this move. And, you know, cause I was messing up on my job the first time, like in a long time, you know, two weeks ago. So this week was a much better week. It was more productive. I got what I needed. Only thing dealing with older white men and blue collar jobs, very interesting. Um, you know that's a nice word for it <laughs> i i wanted to get my dad who was kind of like around his age a little older than him but i'm just like you know i'm not going to have my father come down bust him upside the head with a walker then go get a new walker i'm not going to let him do that because my father will bust you upside your head don't but my dad <laughs> it, pretty much but other than that i had a a, a decent week it was it, it was a good week my sister came over so that was good yesterday so it was good to see her up and about getting around and those who didn't know about my sister my sister had a very critical surgery so she's just getting more into mobility she's been mobile in 2020 but just in our in my family's house but now that she's you know getting mobile keep in mind we're two years apart she's two years older than me so it was good for her to come over and then before that friday night i went out with a twitter friend who was who moved back to the east coast after living on the West Coast for so many years. So it was it was really good to like go out to dinner, catch up, her stuff came. She said, my shit is here. So like, that's how she said, like my shit is here. So her stuff came. So it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good weekend. I felt like it went by fast a little. Um, but in the news cycle, it was good. So, cause we're about to get into that soon. So it was good. Yeah. Also, yeah. Happy New Year to our Jewish listeners, because you will be listening to this on Rosh Hashanah. Mm -hmm. So have a Happy New Year. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yep. And <clears throat> I guess, well, I don't know anything about Rosh Hashanah, but um, celebrating means drinking to me, which brings <laughs> us into our drink of the week. Uh, and <laughs> so quick backstory on this. I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving into work with my husband on Friday going, I think this is my week for drink of the week. Crap. We're in that like awkward stage right before payday where I, I, you know, I can't buy any wine. We've got no alcohol left in the house. And I'm like, okay, what do I have that I can make? So I'm sitting there and I'm going through like, oh wait, I have this and this and this. And so I decided to put it all together into this drink called fuck if I know, because <laughs> what am I going to do for the drink of the week? Fuck if I know how many, how many did you have last night? What happened? Fuck if I know, what does it taste like? Fuck if I know. <laughs> so that's what it's called, but it's, it's one part watermelon moonshine. Don't ask me how I have watermelon moonshine in my house. Yeah, I saw moonshine. Fuck if I know. I know. I don't have shit in my <laughs> But I suppose you could probably substitute substitute it with watermelon vodka. <laughs> so watermelon moonshine, one part of the blue curacao, and one part Midori sour. 
or not one part Midori Sour, one part Midori. Why am I saying Midori Sour? It's Midori, which is one of my favorite drinks. Anyway, that is a fuck if I know. And I guess I'm going to find out right now how it tastes because oh, I haven't tasted it. Because I didn't have any ingredients and I was like, I can't, I'm too broke from all the cat vets. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't oh, find shit. I know I'm drinking a Coors Light. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. find shit. So I I couldn't find it because I always had a find, hard time finding Midori. Mm. But I'm drinking the rest of my um, sparkling um, <clears throat> wine here. So this is like really good one. So, I mean, it smells okay. <laughs> Why are you like sniffing it like that? Like you didn't want it. That's like a true connoisseur. You got to swish it around, smell it, get all the senses going. Then take a sip. Do it. Okay. Do it. <laughs> the moment of truth oh oh girl i think you need some kind of a mixer in there i was like, like some type of like juice or something. there's no that just you know those you know like those glands right behind your tongue that go twang yeah that just happened oh wow i think you should put some seltzer in there top it Shit. off cool <sighs> mix that bad boy up with something damn <laughs> i know right Oof. All well, right, so, so we're we're gonna cheers yeah. <laughs> really quick here. So everybody, glasses up. Hold on. <laughs> Smile for the camera. <laughs> okay. All right. So while we while while Sarah recovers from that, if I'm gonna start our burning questions. Ooh, we my favorite, my favorite. Okay, 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 okay. So, Shante, which word would you use if you could only use one word for the rest of your life? Just it, could it be an adjective or adverb or noun or pre per? Was it pronoun? Gosh. I don't even have a vocabulary. I have, this is how long I have not been in school and been in grade school to learn all my vocabulary. But I would use the whole time, I am not surprised. That's a phrase. I know it's not a word, but it's a phrase. Pick a word. Well, okay, I'll give you mine. If I could only pick one word, <laughs> it would be fuck. I would just say fuck. Same. I don't want to use profanity all the time. But I'll just use motherfucker. That if you really want me to, because everybody's gonna see a motherfucker all the time. I mean, I am one. Like, <laughs> I mean, and you just smush it all together into one word. I mean, what do you expect? I am mean. I am rude. You no. know? No, you're not. Oh, I was. I'll be rude online. I'm rude. I'm. An, I'm rude in person. Why? Did, I didn't get invited to a wedding today because I was. I'm. I was rude most of my life. So that's why, like, I am a motherfucker. Oh, Don't why test me. To people who deserve it, maybe. Yeah, yeah a lot of people deserve it. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. There you go. All right. Well, Sarah, your burning question. What's something that you're, quote unquote, too old to do? And I say this in quotes because what is there really? But something that people consider a person of your age too old to do that you enjoy anyway watching cartoons oh yeah 
I mean, hello, you got She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. You got My Little Pony. I'm, I like all those shows. I like cartoons and anybody who wants to make fun of me for it can fuck off. I love it. Fuck. <laughs> Elian. <laughs> I got one for you. Oh. <laughs> what is the most absurd thing you've been tricked into doing or believing? <laughs> um, oh, wow. Huh. That you need to have children in order to be like a whole adult. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've been tricked into believing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a bullshit societal standards, yeah. patriarchal standards. Mm-hmm. I'm flipping my middle fingers for that one right there. Do I get one more? Yeah, give, give Shantae another. Miss Shantae. She's like, no. Everybody loves to ask me a burning question because I'm so uptight and serious. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, a plain bagel with potato chips on it. Ooh, you know, I kind of like that. Not plain potato chips, onion, garlic, potato chips. Yes, okay, with the flavor. Hmm. You know, in high school, people used to put on their bagels with cream cheese. They used to put dipsy doodles on them, like the corn chips. And I'm like, what is that? That was like a weird thing. That was some weird 90s shit. There you go. But chips, I could see that. You need a little crunch in that. Hmm. Now, now, I'm, I'm, now I'm thinking of Ali Sheedy in the Breakfast Club instead of potato chips, though it was Captain Crunch on her sandwich and pixie sticks. <laughs> oh my God. She was she was something, let me tell you. <laughs> she was right. my favorite, not gonna lie. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's begin our shot and chaser. This is the segment where we co-hosts share a topic. That's our shot that the other co-hosts don't know. Um, don't know that they're going to bring up. And then we respond. We react. Our reaction is the chaser. The topic is the shot. So here we go. We're going to start with Shantae because we love starting with Shantae. She said, I'm always first. <laughs> Okay, so my topic is um, the AG's announcement. My AG, Letitia Ann James of Clinton, Fort Greene, Clinton Hills, when Fort Greene, Clinton Hills was black before gentrification. So she, you know, is suing the bum from Jamaica Estates and his children, um, his churn, as my mom said, his churn, which is his children. And so she's suing them for, you know, for 250 million, I believe. They're not going to, um, they're gonna, she wants them permanently banned from doing business in New York, getting loans, I think from the bank, but like, and Donald Trump for getting loans for the bank or was it real estate for the next five years? So she's literally like on a mission. Now, since it started out as a silver suit, and now it's going to be a criminal. It's going to be affirmed. I mean, it's going to be refer, referred, excuse me, as a criminal um, 
what is that a, a, a criminal investigation? So she's sending it to not just only the Manhattan DA's office and not only the US Attorney's office, but also the Department of Justice. So we'll stay tuned for that. Most likely it will be it will happen either by the Manhattan DA or the US Attorney's office. And the Manhattan DA's office already have uh, Steve Bannon in custody and I believe Alan Weisenberg to plead guilty. So the next step is Donald Trump and his children. And my thing is this case, I knew, I never, never, never doubted her. I never doubted the Manhattan DA, especially more so Alvin Bragg versus Ty Vance. And I never doubted the US attorney, Damian Williams, who also made Justine Maxwell plead guilty for what she did. That's the reason why What's his face got his title stripped, one of Queen Elizabeth's children, which is Andrew. We haven't heard from him in a while. But um, I, I, I never doubted it while everybody else did, and why people were mad while she ran for governor at the time. Like she cannot walk um let's say walk and chew gum at the same time. I always get that lines mixed up, I always get everything mixed up all the time, but I never doubted her, and this week. My black ass was vindicated. I was tweeting like a motherfucker for the last 48 hours or the last 72, 96 hours. I was like, uh, yes, A.G. James is going to get him along with the other two New York prosecutors that are black. Black people always clean up shit. And it's not just only black women, which we are the front of clean up shit, but it's also black men that also does the clean up work, too. Because Cy Vance and Eric Schneiderman didn't do shit. And Eric Schneiderman passed up a deal when he sued the Trump University people. He made them, what's it? He settled with them instead of going forth with a criminal prosecution, sending that shit to Cy Vance's office. So, yes, we will stay tuned. Ladies, is yeah. there anything you have to say? I can't wait to see what happens. I didn't doubt it. I mean, we, the three of us live in New York State. So I feel like we were privy to more on the streets chatter about it. And we knew it was coming. We knew, we knew it was coming. But again, it's this idea that people have that justice, the Department of Justice, um, the Attorney General's office is like an order, like an episode of Law and Order, right? Where you find out who the bad guy is and they're prosecuted and everything by the end of the show. And that it doesn't work that way in reality. So I know it's coming and I love it. I think she's also referring it to the IRS. Oh, and that too. Yes. Yeah, the tax fraud. Yep. And she's going after him from all freaking angles. All and for anyone who's confused, she herself cannot prosecute Donald Trump in a criminal case. That is why she has to refer it to Manhattan DA's office, U.S. attorney, it is outside her purview to do criminal charges. And all that is located in Manhattan. So for the Tristan Snells of the world, who, yes, he's always going to catch that fucking smoke. And the reason why, because him and that Richard dude, they all they do is talk shit. One of them actually, you know, was part of that Trump University thing before before they left in 2014 somebody got mad at him well you know he left afterwards but he was part of that shit from the beginning because it's in his motherfucking bio on linkedin and the fact is that your boss settled before he had to resign settled with them 
You should shut the fuck up. Your boss would, your boss should have did was took a page out of Tish James' book and just went forth for the criminal prosecution. Your black, you know, excuse me, your white asses, your lily white asses didn't. So mm-hmm. therefore, shut the fuck up. I don't know why Joy had him on the show, but he didn't do shit. Eric Schneiderman didn't even do shit. They settled. They settled. And Trump, and Trump tried to settle with A.G. James. Yep. And she and said, no. Not today. No. <laughs> you are liable for too much shit. We are not settling. You are going to court. Thank you for that topic. That was that was a nice shot. Ooh, that hit me good Ooh. right here. So Sarah, what do you have for us this week? I am going to kind of tie it into what Shantae was talking about a little bit um, because elections have consequences and the people of New York elected Tish James to be our attorney general. We have elections coming up in less than 60 days. So elections have consequences, elect people into office that will do the work like the New York State Attorney General, like Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who as soon as Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, started drafting up ideas to stop abortion from being banned in her state. You've got all of these Democratic leaders, all of these Democratic office holders that are doing everything that they can to include our president, doing everything that they can with such close numbers in an opposing party. So that said, elections are in less than 60 days. Check your voter registration status. If you're not registered to vote, register to vote. You can go to IWillVote.com. You can check your status. If your state allows you to, you can register online. If your state does not allow you to register online, get to your county board of elections and fill out your application, fill out your voter registration forms, okay? On the flip side of that, after everything that happened in Arizona, Georgia, all of these other states where poll workers were threatened and feel unsafe, there are many states now where poll workers are short, or there's a shortage of poll workers, okay? Power to the polls. Go to the website, sign up to be a poll worker. Most cases you get paid. Um, You can apply, doesn't necessarily mean they will hire you on as a poll worker, but you can put in the application, they'll get back to you. We need poll workers. This democracy cannot survive. This country cannot survive if people cannot vote and if those votes cannot be counted. And that's all I got. I will vote.com and power to the polls. Yes, please. Because clearly local elections, um, national elections, state elections, every election has consequences. Every Everything that has happened in the past few years to even make steps to hold Donald Trump accountable is because of the people that were voted in in certain local and state positions. Mm-hmm. And so it's extremely important that not only you check your registration, then you go vote, make sure you vote Democrat. And yes, I said it, I'm telling you to vote for, vote for the Democrat. Mm-hmm. The Republicans aren't going to do anything to help you. Even if you're a white person, they're still they're still not gonna do anything to exactly. help you. Exactly. Oh, you know what? On that point, Elian, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out because 
I would also like to say even white people, they're going to screw you over. If you, Republicans are going to screw you over no matter what. And those of you who want to talk about blue states being safe. No, they are not. I am in a blue state. I am in New York state. I live in a red county that went to Trump. Our, our county board of the chair of our county board of elections is a Republican and he was just arrested by the FBI and charged with over 12 felony counts of ballot fraud, which when one of our former city council members was also involved in. So if you live in a blue state, you still need to check. Do not take living in a quote unquote blue state for granted because like that, that's me snapping. You could be in a red district or in a red state. And another thing, Sarah, just because you live in a blue state doesn't mean your governor is safe from their election. Mm -hmm. Because even though our governor is an incumbent because she is finishing someone else's term, doesn't mean she is safe because there are people that are not willing to vote for any woman, even if it's a white woman. So white women, if you think that all women are going to vote for this woman, think again. That's why you need to vote blue. And stop telling black women, thank you for voting because we vote democratic while your demographic, the majority, yes, the majority keep voting for people that call themselves fiscal hawks and defenders of Christian values are the same ones that's fucking everyone over, including your ass, and also is holding your bodily autonomy hostage. Bingo. Mic drop for Shante. Eliane. Yes. Well, um, this week I am not talking about pop culture. I am talking about something that's a little bit more personal. Um, as you may or may not have heard, Hurricane Fiona made its way through the Caribbean and through Puerto Rico. Now, again, millions of American citizens at this very moment still, even though that storm passed about a week ago, have no electricity, they have no running water, um, the infrastructure in Puerto Rico is in absolute shambles. The interesting thing about this is that it was not a quote unquote super powerful storm. It was only a category one. And it didn't even do that much wind damage. It was all flooded, right? It was the rain that was relentless. And so <clears throat> in theory, a storm like that shouldn't be able to knock out the power grid. The reason why it did is because our power grid is completely in shambles. We have one company on the island and they are extremely corrupt. They have been allowed to cut corners for decades. And this is the reality that we're living in. You know, I saw a video of someone being interviewed uh, you know, a person in Puerto Rico, he said, we don't have power or running water like all the time, not just during a hurricane, but it happens all the time. And, and I'm like, you know what? Come to think of it. That's true. It's been so many years since I've even lived there, but the power would go out all the time just because 
there was no real reason. There was no storm. And oh, you have the powers now. It'll be back later. Or the water would stop running. Oh, okay. Well, we got to put like, you know, jugs of water into the into the bucket and warm it up and take a shower that way for a few days. It's so ingrained as a part of life in Puerto Rico that we're almost like numb to it at this point. Um, and I'm just kind of fucking sick of it. And through all that, throughout that whole time when our American citizens, not by choice, mind you, we were colonized and taken over, um, are sitting there going through this. And we are just watching nonstop coverage of some chick's fucking funeral. Like, I, I can't. I can't. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the, well, let me call and see how everyone's doing every time there's a storm. Cause I know it's not going to be good. Even if the storm itself isn't that terrible because the, the system is so fucking fucked that we already know this is what's going to happen. And a couple of days, everybody's going to forget about it. And we're going to go back to the same shit. We still have houses with tarps on the roofs from hurricane Maria. And that was five years ago. And when hurricane Maria happened, they went months some communities months without power. And unfortunately, my dad lived in one of those communities. and He was a insulin dependent diabetic. So do the math, right? You can't refrigerate your insulin for months. Eventually, you're gonna fucking die. And he did. And he did. And so I'm like, here we fucking go again. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm cursing and everything. But here we go again. This is this is where we are. This is 2022. And this is how Puerto Ricans are living. And nobody really seems to give a fuck about it. And you know what made me mad? Like the whole throwing the paper towel shit. Like what type of fucking bum shit that was back in 2017? And then you sell the, the what is it? Somebody else, I think in Puerto Rico, because they said it was corruption in there. I just don't want to hear from other white people saying there's corruption in one country when there's corruption every elsewhere that white people run and, you know, they let shit fly. So they need to shut the fuck up. So anyhow, because it's not your island, you need to shut the fuck up entirely. But my thing is like, it, it, it's devastating. And as a country, like that is that they're Americans. Puerto Ricans are American citizens. With they no representation. American, exactly. And government and in the fucking legislative branch. And white people, and I'm going to tell you this, white people in this country, people are like, well, Shanta, you're a racist. I'm not a racist. This is a fact. White people in this country don't want Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, nor D.C. or Guam to become states because they will majority vote democratic they will not vote for most majority will not vote will not vote for the grand insurrectionist party they will not they will not you know you i also i always caution people with this right we talk like think about new york state right we're very blue, but we've had to, we've had Republican governors, and that's exactly the same way Puerto Rico is right now. You've got, we've got to be very careful not to, to assume that they're gonna go Democratic in a in a huge majority, because there are, there are two parties in Puerto Rico 
and they're the equivalent of like Republican Democratic parties. And you got to think enough of these leaders have been elected over the decades, right? That we've gotten to the corruption that is there at, at the moment. And so it's all a mess. It's a mess. I, you know, it, it's a mess that was really created by the U.S., by, you know, tax breaks. After Hurricane Maria, so many people from the quote-unquote mainland decided, oh my gosh, look, land is really cheap, so now we're going to start buying up parts of the island and buying the natives out. This is what's literally still happening right now, right now, today. Colonialism has ruined us to the point that if we tried to become independent right now, it would be a, a fucking disaster for, for our people. And if we became a state, it would be like giving in. And so we're in this weird fucking limbo. It's, it's a strange thing to say, well, my culture is going to be absorbed by this country that look, look what they've done to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So personally, my immediate thought is not like go become a state because I just know what what white American culture is going to do to us. And we've gone through enough. <laughs> and I don't want to lose that last bit of identity that we have. So, I mean, but that's just me. We, we, we are all very different in our thinking. We have varied opinions. I just would love it if you know, the media cared just a little bit more. People cared a little bit more. People paid attention a little bit more, right? Because I saw on the news about Hurricane Fiona hitting Nova Scotia. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? You skipped over <laughs> part of the United States to talk about Nova Scotia. I, I can't, I'm done. I'm sorry. It's time to like move on from this segment. But honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I am tired. So, yeah. And Eliane gets last word on that one. So, moving into a eh, kind of a shitty topic, but still lighter. Bitch ass of the week, badass of the week. <laughs> we always start off with the bitch ass of the week. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> bitch ass of the week. Um, last week's nominees were Lindsey Graham for the 15-week abortion ban that he introduced in the Senate. Uh, Angela Levine being a racist old hag, British. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Uh, you know, <laughs> lovely human. <laughs> so lovely. And Jimmy Kimmel for basically being your stereotypical white man trying to make a black woman's win about him. And yeah. the winner is, with 48% of the vote, Lindsey Graham. Well deserved. Very well deserved. Fuck him. Fuck him. Indeed. Just mm. fuck off, Lindsey. <laughs> <sighs> Just fuck off, Lindsey. Just... Take a big flying hike. Yeah. And eat some grits. <laughs> um, and then, so this week's nominees for Bitch Ass of the Week. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed because mine is like more of a pop culture thing. And you and Shantae have like very serious nominees for Bitch Ass of the Week. But my nominee was Adam Levine. 
for cheating, cheating on his wife, not once, not twice, but several times, but also wanting to name his and his wife's baby after his mistress. Ew. Ew. So gross. That's asshole. That's asshole. Bitch ass asshole. And um, Shantae nominated. Who did you nominate? I nominated Tristan Snow. <laughs> he is a lawyer that was on Joy Reid's show on Wednesday when I'm just like, why the fuck would you have him on your show? When he was part of the Trump University thing and his old boss, who later had to resign because of the sex thing, having his wife or girlfriend as a sex slave settled with the Trump administration. And then he's still talking shit and still talking shit about the Manhattan DA, whether you disagree. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just hear you say his wife was a sex slave? That was, no, that was um, Schneiderman. Okay, I was just like, what the, he worked, what? He worked, he worked for Schneiderman. Okay, yeah. okay. And you know who else worked for Schneiderman? Greg, and he's talking shit about his old colleague. But your old colleague is actually doing way more than you. What are you doing? You're a fucking sometime commentator. You're a sometime commentator. That's why you need to shut the fuck up. Yo, I, I go after, I don't care who I go after. Somebody, don't go after Democrats on our side. No, fuck him. Fuck him. He keeps talking shit about, he talks shit about Tish. He talks shit about Brad. And then he talks shit about the uh, U.S. attorney, which all three of them are black. So Tristan Snell, nominee for Bitch Ass of the Week. How and about he you, like Bitch Ass. <laughs> I nominated this week Donald Trump for his racist rhetoric in his referring to A.G. James on his social media posts. I won't repeat what he said or what he meant, but he's a bitch ass for that. He's he's for so many reasons, but this week for that, this week for forever bitch ass. Yeah. Forever yeah. bitch ass. Yes. So nominees for this week's nominees for bitch ass of the week, Adam Levine, Tristan Snell, Donald Trump. And then we're going to make it lighter. Oh, yes. Yeah. We need to. We need to. This is a heavy episode. So our badass of the week, last week's nominees were Cheryl Lee Ralph for her historic Emmy win for Abbott Elementary, Meghan Markle, for being the queen that they wish she would never be. <sighs> for being amazing in under all the scrutiny from the royal family and showing up. And yeah, just being Meghan Markle. <clears throat> and uh, is that um, is it Kinta? Kinta Brunson, also Emmy winner for Abbott Elementary, who's also amazing. We had all Black women nominees last week for Badass of the Week. And the winner with 65% of the vote was Meghan Markle because Meghan Markle, come on. Come on. <laughs> the Duchess. And also who Diana, if she was still living, will be Team Meghan. Right, mm -hmm. she will be team Megan because Megan is just like Harry's mama, like Harry's mom, like she's everything, she's the essence of it. She loves the children, you know, she interacts with regular folks on the street, okay, mm -hmm. because that's what the princess 
did. The princess went to the hood. And so mm-hmm. did the duchess. The duchess went to the hood. She went to a, we call it a PS school because Eliane know what a PS school is. She went and taught a PS school with her husband. She didn't go to no fucking charter school like William did, you know, because I know that because I used to work for that organization. But they went to a PS school and visit a PS school. Mm-hmm. That, and I mean, how much fucking strength does it take for someone to walk basically into the viper's den. All these people that you know fucking hate you and still stand there like a damn queen. Like standing there strong in herself, confident in herself, being there for her husband and like, y'all bitches aren't going to touch me. Just having that presence. Like how much of a badass do you have to be for that? Seriously, she's amazing. She's favored. Mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the person upstairs that's fact all right so this week's nominees for badass of the week letitia james the new york state attorney general and her thorough smackdown of donald trump and his adult children let's not forget that they are adult children people they're not kids they are adult children Judge Deary, who is the special master over the um, documents case with Donald Trump with Mar-a-Lago, basically he was on Trump's list for the special masters. The DOJ said, all right, we're cool with that. The only person on Trump's list and Deary's basically sitting there telling Trump, put up or shut up. Because what you're saying means absolutely nothing if you have nothing to back it up. I want you to show me the proof. And if you can't show me the proof, then you just need to shut up because this is going to go ahead. So, and then last nominee nominee for Badass of the Week, the Iranian women standing up. Yes. And Elian has more information on that because I can't badass. pronounce the well, name. One, um, a woman that was detained by the morality police, that's what they're called in Iran. Um, died in their custody and that just kind of set that was the 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 match the spark and they are protesting in the streets right now in Iran which is something that's not not very common and it's very dangerous for them to do so and they they are doing it they've had enough so yeah oh them yeah you see the you see women out in the street ripping hijab off Mm-hmm. letting their hair out and just like fuck y'all yeah I mean, you know i i can't remember who it was with the tweet but they brought up a really good point it's like it's when you've got in iran where they're trying to force you to wear hijab but you're in other countries where they're trying to ban you from yeah. wearing hijab that was myron that was myron's tweet there was i think it was myron but there was another guy he's um he's muslim he is Muslim, but he was um, tweeting on it. Um, I can't remember his name, but I know it was Myron and it was this other guy, but they were both making that point. And it's like, it's almost like hijab isn't the problem. Right, it's, it's, it's autonomy over, uh, women's autonomy over themselves. That's what <laughs> it boils down to. So. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So again, our nominees for Badass of the Week, 
Tish James, Judge Deary, and the women of Iran. And ladies, that was it for our episode. Amazing episode 20. We are four episodes in because that's just what we do. Now we're closing out. What does it mean that the stuff continues? Because you can follow us on our social media at the C H double E joyful she. Once again, for all of those in the back, at the at sign, the T H double E joyful she. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, okay? Facebook, all right? And you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your damn podcasts that you can listen to us. Like I said, if this is your first time, maybe you need to start from episode one and listen to Miss Denise. Listen to her. That's two hours. I'm preparing y'all if y'all missed out because like we've been doing this shit for six, almost seven months, okay? And will it, that's it. So thank you again for tuning in. And don't. And also don't forget, if you want more exclusive content, please subscribe to the Patreon. It starts at $5 a month, okay? We're not asking y'all for like 20 something, 30 something dollars. We actually follow. I mean, if you want to, we're not gonna say no. Because <laughs> then you can listen to all, just all, all the juicy shit. Because if you think this is, we got mad juicy shit, like mad OD. Yes, OD juicy shit. Yes, I'm, I'm using a New York term, OD juicy shit. So if you want to start a file as a month, that's, that, that's a hero at the store right yep. now. Because we're not done because in about 10 minutes, we're going to be getting together again for our Patreon. See you there and see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at the Joyful She. We'll see you online.